0: Welcome to this episode of Be Inspired from London Stock Exchange. Today, I'm sat in the heart of Fitzrovia at 8 Mortimer Street in LendInvest's office. LendInvest was founded in 2008 and successfully completed its IPO on AIM in August 2021. This is a technology-driven asset manager focused on property finance, which on one side of the platform connects some of the largest investors with this interesting asset class, and on the other, provides short-term funding and development loans to underserved borrowers such as landlords and property developers and is quickly expanding into the buy-to-let market as well. The company's just passed £2 billion of AUM and let's go and meet the guys and learn more about what they're up to. Rod and Christian, thanks very much for joining us today. How are you both doing? Great, thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks very much. It's great to be here.
0: Christian, tell us how you met your co-founder Ian and how the Lend Invest story started.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I actually didn't know Ian that well when, when we set up the business. I met through a, through a mutual friend. And I guess the initial genesis of the idea was, as you mentioned, we, we set up in 2008. Um, it was kind of an interesting time to be setting up a mortgage lending business. Um, but the, the, I guess the initial idea was we could see that um, interest rates were going to zero um, and there was huge volatility in the stock market. So, there were investors that were kind of looking for something to do with their capital, looking to, to, to get a return. Um, at the same time, there were borrowers that were looking for funding. You know, um, Through the financial crisis, banks had pretty much stopped lending. So, it was kind of, there were two parties that we could see we could match together, um, and in some respects, the, the initial genesis of the idea is, has remained to da- to today. So we are sort of matching those those two parties. Um, but today we're very focused on technology, and we're very institutional in terms of our funding base. So large institutions funding us, um, and and we're using technology to service our customers, um, you know, as we do.
0: And Christian, when did you meet Rod and um, you know, decide to pass on the CEO button? We meet so many founders who like to stay in control, but I guess it's slightly different for you. Um, t- tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, sure. So I think um, it was about late 2019, um, Ian, Rod and I were sort of having serious discussions around it but Rod has been in the business for, for a long time and so I think in, in many respects it was kind of a, a key part of us growing the business and you know part of the core team so I think we felt really lucky that there was kind of a natural successor to pass the baton on to I um, mean I could see that um, there were some people that could do the job better than me so uh, <laughs> uh, I was you know very happy to hand it on and um, you know, that was 2019. It was, tw- it was the start of 2020 when um, Rod sort of came on board as CEO and, and right as we went into COVID. So kind of got the ultimate baptism of fire in, in that role. And, you know, and the business has continued to, to perform exceptionally well and, and, and be really successful. So uh, it, it's, been, it's been a good, good pass over, I would say, of, of that role.
0: And Rod, what's your background and what's it been like working with Christian and so heavily involved in the business?
2: So, so I've actually been in LendInvest for, for over seven years. So LendInvest has been a big part of my career. Um, and I, I joined LendInvest to lead the sort of capital markets and fund management sides of the business. Um, and then as Christian said, took over as CEO uh, just just over two years ago. Um, so yeah, LendInvest has been a core cool part of my career. It's been fantastic working really closely with these guys that joined the business when it was just 30 people. So um, when you're in a small company, you sort of all muck in and do everything together. So it's been, a great a great experience. And what a fantastic story today.
0: You started in 2008, you're profitable by 2015, you hit a billion pounds of AUM by 2019, you decide to list in August 21 and a successful IPO in that. Um, what drove you to list at that juncture?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I guess we've always aspired to to be a listed business. I think um I guess for Ian and I as entrepreneurs, we kind of saw it as the, the holy grail of, of the journey sort of um, to take a business to listing. Um, and for us specifically, we thought it's just a really good way for us to continue to raise our profile as a business, to institutionalise the business and, and for us to drive down our cost of capital. So there were sort of real commercial reasons to be a listed business.
2: And- yeah, and no, I think in 2020, we just saw an opportunity to, to do it. Mm. Um, we had, uh, the business had done really well through the COVID period. And um, we had this sort of tech roadmap that we wanted to deliver and we could see the opportunity to raise capital and we could accelerate the delivery of that te- tech roadmap. So a lot of things came together that, that made uh, 2021 the, the right time to do it. I love this
0: case study because you weren't a unicorn when you listed and you've been hugely successful. Um, what advice would you give to other founders looking at an IPO right now? Tell us about the process, the good, the bad, the ugly. Don't hold back, guys.
1: I think, yeah, you don't, you don't have to be a unicorn. In terms of the good around the process for us, we were able to do it quite quickly. So we literally, you know, had it was from a board decision at sort of the start of April where we said, yeah, let's go and explore an IPO just sort of mid-July. Um, being a listed company, so three and a half months, we were able to do it. So I think, I think if you if you really focus on it, you can do it in a very condensed way. It's a hugely exhausting and distracting process, but it doesn't have to go on for a huge um, period of time. So I think for us, that that was a real positive, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. In terms of the bad and the ugly, the the the, the most challenging thing is the uncertainty all the way through that period. Mm. So. Um, you don't know you're going to get it done until you get it done. And um, clearly, a huge amount of focus and effort goes into the, into the process. Um, and for that uncertainty to be sitting around it right, right until the end is, is really stressful and a challenge. Um, but but, but as, as Christian mentioned, the way that we controlled that was by condensing the timescale as, as short as possible to, to be in that period of uncertainty for as little period as possible. And
0: the Lend brand was known when you listed um, but you raised 40 million pounds. What has it meant for a high growth fintech like yours? What's the IPO enabled you to do?
2: So we raised that capital to accelerate our tech and product strategy. And for us, that means hiring, hiring more people. So um, hiring more en- software engineers to be able to build technology faster. And uh, we've been able to increase the size of the technology team by about 30% since since listing. So, so that's been sort of a core focus. Um, the other key thing we've done is brought some really Um, key experienced people into the business. Um, I suppose using the profile from the IPO to be able to attract some really top talent. So that's been really great too. What can we expect from you guys over the next few months and years? So the big focus for us now is is a move into homeowner mortgages and um, that's where uh, we're focusing our tech development efforts and um, also bringing people into the business to, to launch into that product. And we're going to f- focus initially on um, serving customers whose income it's harder to verify. So that could be contract workers or self-employed people. Um, and um, we'll use a lot of the technology that's built to target the buy-to-let space and use that in the, in the homeowner mortgage space too.
0: Rod, you're really just scratching the surface today, right? That um, Can you see a time where you know I can go onto the LendInvest app on my phone, have it check my um, pay slip and uh, account and basically offer me a remortgage from a lender I haven't heard of, but has been accredited by you guys and uh, uh, enables me to process that mortgage and hopefully minutes, do you think that's on the roadmap? Absolutely.
2: And I think you don't even need the pay slip there. With open banking, you Mm. can avoid that step too. So absolutely, a mortgage at the touch of a button is is something that I think we aspire to and would, would be what the industry needs. Talking of open banking,
0: Christian, you're probably one of the busiest guys I know. What else have you got going on beyond uh, LendInvest?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I mean, LendInvest is, is my baby, so I'm still you know, really involved in, in the business. Um, I'm involved in a couple of other businesses now, which I'm quite excited about. Um, and also uh, this FinTech Founders Group, um, which I know the London Stock Exchange has been, been great in supporting us with, with that group. I'm trying to sort of help uh, give a voice to, to founders in the sector, entrepreneurs, and, and lobby the government for, for changes, and hopefully um, can continue to see the UK as sort of a leading place for for fintech um, globally.
0: And um, gentlemen, as a parting thought, what's one piece of advice that you'd give other CEOs, CFOs, founders, board members thinking about a listing in the UK?
1: Um, yeah for me i think I think you know as as a as, as a high growth business when you you're on that trajectory to an IPO I think um it's important to think about growth but also I think you've got to bear in mind that at some stage it will be about profits um when you sort of make that transition to being a public company and it may not be necessarily day one you have to be profitable but I think you have to have visibility on that and I think you need to be quite conscious of that in in your journey as you make that transition to to being a public company
2: and, and for me it's it's not to get too distracted um Stay focused on delivering that strategy and delivering the mission.
0: Super. Guys, what do you like to do for fun when, you, when you're not working?
2: Go on, Christian.
1: Wow, we were just talking before. I, I do my Peloton. I sort of got a young family. I mean, I kind of, yeah. If that's fun, then yeah.
2: Um,
0: for, for some. Yeah, for some. Yeah, exactly.
2: Not, not <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not on the Peloton anywhere near enough. Uh, (laughs) And I love skiing. That's been been something that I've been able to do this year. So that's that's a passion of
0: mine. Well, thanks very much, Rod and Christian, for sharing your time with us today. I really appreciate it. And it's great to get this story out into the open. Thanks, Neil.
1: Yeah, thanks, Neil. Thanks very much.
0: Thanks for joining us today. You can find more videos and podcasts just like this one at www.londonstockexchange.com.